The Midwest Film Nerds podcast is now available on Stitcher Radio. Download the free Stitcher Radio app from the Android and iTunes app stores to start streaming our show today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nights Podcast. I'm Alex. I am Tim. I am Nick. Today we are going to talk about what we've been watching. We're going to do a quick round of tagline takedown. And then finally we're going to do a full review of John S. Baird's Filth. Not Maleficent. Not A Million Ways to Die in the West. But a movie that you can find on Amazon uh, Instant Video for purchase while it is in theaters, in limited theaters. So... Uh, before any of that stuff, if this is your first time listening, go to MidwestFilmNerds.com. You can find all 70-something episodes of our show, plus a bunch of bonus episodes, plus some fantastic writing, like uh, <laughs> like Willie Willie uh, Willie wrote a piece on who he thinks the villain in Godzilla 2, Dawn of Justice, Dawn of Justice should be. Yes. And yes. Uh, Tim also Godzilla did Godzilla fan- v. Jet- Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> Tim also wrote a fantastic piece about uh, kind of a little bit of rumor control for... May 30th. Yeah. So go check it out on our website. You can it's also a find it. tale. <laughs> it's so funny. You can also find all of our links and stuff on our Facebook, Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Search for us there at MFN Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And please write into us feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Hey everybody, Alex here with the Summer Movie Wager Update. I forgot to record this with the guys, so I figured I'd just insert it here at the beginning. Uh, let's see, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is at number one with 709.3 million. You've got X-Men coming up the rear very, very surprisingly at 690.4 million. I would expect that it's going to end the summer above Spider-Man. That's not too much of a stretch. Uh, Godzilla's at 375.6 million at number three. Number four, we've got Neighbors at 209.2 million. Number five is Maleficent at 176.2 million. Number six is Blended, which is at 32.2 million. Number seven is Million Dollar Arm at 28.8 million. Number eight, we've got A Million Ways to Die in the West at 28.7 million. Number nine, we've got Mom's Night Out at 6.9 million. And Legends of Oz Dorothy's Return at number 10 with 8.2 million. Happy to 10 movies, everybody. We're at 10 movies on the top 10. So that's about it for the Summer Movie Wager Roundup. Uh, hopefully, I'll remember to put it in the normal episode next time. So thanks. Back to the show. Um, so, what we've been watching, I'm going to throw it at you, Tim. Oh, me first. Yeah, what have you been watching? Let's see, what have I watched the past couple weeks? Um, I watched a little bit of The Wishmaster. I don't which, even know what that is. The Wishmaster is a 1990s horror movie. I believe it was produced by Wes Craven. Okay. Uh, back when he was kicking out, like, Shocker. Like, all the good <laughs> stuff. All the classic <laughs> Craven. But, I didn't realize this. The... Um, the villain, the evil entity, the evil demon in the Wishmaster. Do you know what kind of demon he is? No. He's a jinn. He's a jinn demon. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> OG jinn. OJ jinn. Oh, jinn. <laughs> Where's jinn? I don't know if it's been fully explained, our affinity for jinn. A jinn? On this well, yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. But wow. I, <laughs> we can get into it someday when we review it. When we review jinn. Yeah, we finally see jinn. Is it on Amazon Instant Video? Because... <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I will turn this podcast around. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Um, so I watched that. I didn't remember much of it. I watched it when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I watched it again. And I don't really have much to say. I kind of like half watched it. As a slightly bigger kid. Yes. <laughs> Andrew Deboff is in it. So is Tony Todd. Ted Raimi gets killed like 10 minutes into it. Sam That's Raimi's good. brother. He gets killed really funny. They drop they drop like a statue on him. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and then, and then uh, Robert Englund, uh, Freddy Krueger, okay. is is there. And like he just sits there and watches it. And then he makes some smart ass comment. Like, it should have been standing there. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's good. Yeah. Um, Sounds high quality. It's pretty good. Pretty good. That's really movie wise. That's about it. I watched. I've been watching the John Oliver show. Has it been on HBO? Yes, this uh, last week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is it actually called? <laughs> I think it's yeah. This week. This, this week today. I don't, <laughs> last week tonight or something. Yeah, yeah I think that's well, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I might cut that part out. Uh, we should steal that title if that's because I like that. <laughs> I'm pretty certain that's it. Last week, tonight. With John Oliver. But either way, if you enjoyed his uh, Daily Show run, which I did a lot. I thought he was amazing on the Daily Show. And I liked his uh, his podcast, The Bugle. was really good, too. It's really funny. and But he has... Uh, it's, it's really funny. I like it quite a bit. And he had a really good takedown of GM a couple weeks ago that got some viral 
Uh, yeah, he's like, got. He's getting a lot of our like. Yeah. He's he's getting at least one segment a week. He's very that's... good at those types of yeah. kind of rants that um, the HBO hasn't. I mean, the Mar show is still on, and Dennis Miller show used to be good with that. Dennis <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Miller show was was underrated. Yeah, Dennis Miller show back in the nineties was really good. And things happened. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, other than that, WWE Payback was last night. I watched. I watched that. Very exciting. Um, big win by the Shield. <laughs> big win. That's good. The Rock's cousin is in the Shield. For those that don't know, nice. Um, it was a good. It was a good show. If yeah, good. Yeah, that's about yeah. it. That's all I got. Sorry, Willie's not here today. Yeah, right. Or Jojo <laughs> to talk about talk about WWE Payback. So, um, all right, Nick, what have you been watching? Um, you know, Alex, I watched something and I don't remember what it is. <laughs> I mean, I just remembered that I watched something. Now it's escaped me. <laughs> um, I watched Sounds of the Lambs. I think I talked about that last week, maybe, though. No, I don't think so. Okay. We didn't do what we've been watching. Um, I have seen it before a, a lot of times, but I watched it with a, with a new viewer, and uh, <clears throat> uh, they really enjoyed it. I was reminded of why it's just such a classic and why people... It always comes up in those conversations of great films, especially like great horror movies. Uh, thrillers, you know, suspense, that kind of thing. Because it's not really a horror movie, but it, but it is at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting watching when you're a little bit older and when you've been watching more movies and you notice what's so distinct and different about it. It's a very unique uh, flavor. But um, aside from that, have you ever seen it or no? No, I have not. Tim? Yeah, oh, yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Have you seen the other three? Or the other I haven't. Two? I don't think I ever got around to seeing Hannibal Rising. Yeah, me neither. I saw, but I did see, I saw Hannibal and Red Dragon. I really, really like Hannibal. Like, a lot. Like, I just, I think it's a gorgeous movie. Like, I think, even just looking at it, it's... it's Someone just told me to rewatch it for that exact reason. Yeah. Even if you don't love the story, the production value is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's... So I gotta rewatch it, because the first time I saw it, I think it was like 2003, and I was just really confused. I was like, why did this movie get made? It just (laughs) seems so bizarre from the rest. Has anybody seen Manhunter? Yeah. The Michael Mann? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Initial Man Hannibal joint? Hunter? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I don't remember a lot about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's different. It's yeah. very 80s mm-hmm. William Peterson's cool, though. Uh, have you have you guys watched Hannibal, the show? No. I watched the first episode and haven't gone any further, but I would like to. It's so sweet. Yeah. Friend, friend of the show, at Mr. John, is a huge fan. It's awesome. But I've been meaning to watch season two. I'm kind of letting letting it accumulate so I can just binge it like I did with the first season. Yeah. Hardcore. I'm glad um, it's doing well. It's good that NBC has a show. <laughs> it's sweet. I mean, it's really good. And I, and it's shockingly, like, disgusting. Like, yeah. it is so... That's what I hear, So, yeah. so violent. I, it blows my mind it's not, like, HBO. I, I watch I mean, most, of the te- most of my TV from, like, GIFs on the internet. <laughs> and it's really gross. It's just digested as yeah. hardcore as you can get. <laughs> Watchers Digest. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's shockingly violent. Like, I did, it's arguably more violent and disturbing at times than, than, like, even Game of Thrones is. So it's really interesting. And Brian Fuller, like... Yeah, what? I'm so happy Brian Fuller's got something, but I didn't know it would be Hannibal, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it seems like a strange pairing. What's cool, there are tons of references to some of his previous work. Yeah. There's, there's a whole character and, and episode, little two-episode arc basically as a, as a farewell to Dead Like Me, almost. Mm. It's so good. And it's so subtle that uh, anybody who didn't know wouldn't, wouldn't get it. But I was just, like, rooting, rooting for it hardcore. It was really sweet. But I, I've been, I gotta catch up on that, and I gotta watch... Um, I gotta catch up on Mad Men. Like, have you been I was, I've been waiting, because I, I hate the way they... Right? This, is the, this is the first half of it. Like they're so next year there will be another one, and they're oh. splitting it. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of holding I'm off. So sick of that. Crap. Yeah, AMC is the worst at it. We're so. yeah. the best at it. I yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna wait a little bit. Just... I will too, then, because I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll just watch. Him I've already got a little bit of it spoiled, but I, I'll forget about it by the time I watch. I'm pretty forgetful. So. Yeah, I got something spoiled too, but it means nothing to me. So. Right in Mad Men, yeah. Mad Men's such a hard show for, to spoil for me because it's the it's the little stuff that I care about anyway. I mean, it's it's there's really not much that it's ever been spoiled for me yeah. like that. So. I I haven't watched a single episode, so right. I know that by the time I actually get around to it, yeah, that I will. There are there are a few. It's an interesting show because it doesn't have 
a strong plot. Like it just yeah. kind of meanders, just grooves on yeah. along, and it's mm-hmm. and it, but it, it doesn't mean it's not really gripping. And that's the other thing I don't. I want to wait to watch it is because I know how Mad Men is, and it's the first half. Everybody always bitches about it being terrible. And they're like, it's boring, it's boring. And then all of a sudden, like, towards the end, everybody goes, oh, this is amazing. Right. <laughs> it's, it's just the show, that's the way the show is all the time. It's weird. The fans for it are so weird, too, because I remember hearing a lot of people with season four not liking it. They were kind of like, oh, I don't like the subplot of Don with, like, his typewriter. Right. And I thought it was amazing. <laughs> like, I remember really loving it. I was like, the show feels a little different this season. Yeah. And I remember thinking that was John Hamm's best. Like, there was one episode that I remember just being floored by, and I don't remember which one it was. No, Man fans are weird sometimes because I wonder what show they're watching because they always come up with these, like, grand theories about, like, crazy things that are never going to happen ever. Like, like True Dicks? <laughs> yes, yes, it's very much like that. I, I sit there and I go, like, what show are you guys watching? And, like, nothing like this has happened ever. Because I watched the one where John Hamm drinks. <laughs> yeah, right. Lots Smokes of people smoke. And objectifies women. <laughs> yes. And advertising. They're like, done. "Oh, Dad's gonna push Pete out a window." I'm like, "That'll be hilarious." <laughs> if that happens, <laughs> I'll, I'll tune in. Dad's opening the gate to Carcosa. <laughs> um. Okay. I don't know. Anything else, Nick? You've been watching. Uh. I know there's something else I watched. There's another movie I watched, and I just seriously. It's hilarious that I can't remember. It'll jump in my head. Well, we did watch the Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Final Sacrifice. It's true. Alex Alex just went through an important rite of passage in my circle of friends <laughs> where he saw the uh, season 9 episode from Mystery Science Theater called The Final Sacrifice, which a uh, friend of the show, Gojo, and I have been watching together at least at least once a year, in the early years with far more frequency, <laughs> but since probably 2003... Yeah. We're to the point where we have it pretty disgustingly memorized. And uh, so many of the lines from it are just part of our day-to-day just vernacular that we forget. That sometimes that they're no, from the final it was, sacrifice. It was good getting clued into some of the like little inside jokes. They're not even really inside. Like, they're not jokes. They're just you they're guys just, reciting lines from this movie that I never knew where them, they came from. Plugging them into real life. Yeah. Yeah, oh God. So it was kind of good being enlightened. And it was it was very entertaining. It may, it gave me like a real itch. I want to watch some more like Rift Tracks and old Mystery Science Theaters. Rift Tracks is amazing. Like, Rift Tracks is so much fun. That's how we... That's how we uh, stayed plugged in with the kids and watched all the Twilight movies. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find uh, the fourth one up. Actually, we watched mm. one through three, and they were they were they were fun riff tracks for sure. I think was, I watched number two with you. Yeah, guys. two was the two I would never watch again. Oh, the was, movie is so bad. The that fourth is supposed to be kind of ridiculous. It's though. not worth the it. Well, itself. three three was great with riff tracks because yeah. that's where they kind of try to make it like an action movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's so good. <laughs> and there's these super effeminate, uh, like, vampire lords that are, like, the the elders of the vampire. And these really hilarious, like, effeminate men with, like, those crazy wigs that, like, judges yeah. in England wear. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of hair that they have. And anytime it would just cut to one of them for the briefest of seconds, even just, like, a quick, like, reaction shot or anything, <laughs> one of the three... Uh, Guys, the Mystery Science Theater guys would go, meh. <laughs> like, this, this noise, and it was so perfectly cute. It was just killing us. Yeah. 300 is amazing with Rift Tracks. Uh, we tried watching The Last Airbender, we didn't get that far. Mm. The Room, actually, the Rift Tracks of the Room is funny, but the movie is so disgustingly it, bad that it's really not that fun yeah, to watch. Yeah, that was a problem. I mean, there were a couple of Mystery Science Theaters that were kind of like that, if I remember too. And watching Mystery Science Theater is, is a. It's a skill. You have to get good at watching them yeah. because they're hard to get through sometimes. Yeah. Well, and, you have, and some of them don't. Like, The Final Sacrifice is a great starter episode because the jokes hit right off the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, in the first scene, you're hit with, like, five classic lines that are really <laughs> good. But, like, uh, Gojo and I were watching uh, Godzilla vs. Megalon on, on, as a friend's recommendation, and the first ten minutes are hard mm-hmm. because it's so bad, and, and their, their jokes are kind of like the warm-up jokes to the audience where it's just a little bit to kind of get you giggling, and then they say, like, the good stuff comes later. So I, I really would love to watch more of them with you and show you some more of the really good ones. No, my, my dad used to be a very, very big fan. I don't remember if he was a 2000 or a 3000 fan. Probably 2000, but uh, I... I remember trying to watch him and just being like, this is so boring, and these movies are so bad, and I don't get half of these jokes because I'm, like, three years old. So. <laughs> That's the other... The jokes are... Some of them are so, so dated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were probably dated at the time, but you could at least... Yeah. the right mindset, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick. I saw A Million Ways to Die in the West. 
I was not a huge fan. Not a big surprise to anybody because I didn't love Ted and I'm not a gigantic Family Guy fan. Uh, I had a really hard time because I was thinking through the movie. I was like, this movie's just really self-aware and 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 lewd. And I was like, but I don't really knock uh, Mel Brooks for that ever. Right. So I felt like I had a weird double standard. And then I kind of realized I got home and I put in Blazing Saddles. I was like, oh, this movie's like super racist. And then so it, 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 it's weird because I think... Blazing Saddles is probably my least favorite of the Mel Brooks movies really? I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, I, Spaceballs is much closer to the closer Really? To okay. Wow, I think but, I flipped. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, I think, uh, Mel Brooks had the, he was trying to do a send-up of a genre. I was gonna, And Seth MacFarlane's more just like, here's Family Guy set in the Old West. And so. I, my guess is, just from knowing, from watching some Family Guy and watching, I, I watched Ted too, is, mm-hmm. um... Blazing Saddles is has a lot of racist jokes, but it doesn't sit there and go, "Hey, look how racist this is." That's and true. like Seth MacFarlane probably goes, "Ah, racism!" Yes. Like, look at how racist I'm being. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's that's very true. That's very true. So, um, yeah, it, like Mel Brooks is he's self aware in a different way, yeah. and and uh, Seth MacFarlane's more self aware and super self referential yeah. within the same scene. So, you know, I don't know. If you like those movies or shows, you'd probably enjoy A Million Ways to Die in the West. The actors are great. Neil Patrick Harris, Neil Patrick Harris is really, really funny. Um, and I absolutely enjoyed the two-second Back to the Future cameo that's been shown in, like, a TV oh, yeah. spot or yeah, a trailer. Yeah, I saw that. I was a very big fan of that. Is Seth MacFarlane's character from the future? No. Okay, because he looks like, in the movie, he looks like... No, he just, he's just Seth MacFarlane. And it was, good seeing, it was good seeing Seth MacFarlane not being Peter Griffin or Stewie right. or, you know, like, it was, I, I would like to see what Seth MacFarlane can do under somebody else's direction and with somebody else's words, not just spewing out his own stuff. Like, I think... I don't think I hated his Oscar hosting, and I remember him being a pretty decent SNL host because he can do different things. He's actually got... Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's got some, some skill, so yeah. I, it, I I would love to see him under the, the direction of somebody else, and, and, and I think he could kind of flourish at some point if he really wanted to do that but I think he's gotten so big that he doesn't feel the need to do any of that uh, and then real quick TV wise um, I've been catching up on Arrow season 2 in the latter half it's quite good I'm a big fan I know Tim's never going to watch it but <laughs> it's, it's it's too far gone now it's a, it's, it's a really interesting show I'm enjoying what they're doing and, and uh, I look forward to concluding the season and then finally, I've been, uh, I kind of started watching Bob's Burgers just as like a little short uh, thing to watch, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. H. John Benjamin is. Did you get to the one with amazing. the nightlight? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not too far. I'm only a couple episodes okay. in. But yeah, I love H. John <laughs> Benjamin and Kristen Schaal. Both of them are very, very, very funny, and uh, it just kind of seems like a playground for H. John Benjamin to be really dry and, and sarcastic and really, really deadpan about everything. I, I think that happens in the first couple, but it has my favorite thing maybe of any show right now, and I don't know if they still, I haven't watched this past season, but the side characters, like like when something really, really silly happens, the side characters will laugh at it. And yeah. like, it, that cracks me up every time Yeah, it no, it's good. Like, it's, it's good. so cool to me. That was something that I liked about How I Met Your Mother, because like, right. they would actually laugh at each other's jokes. Right. Whereas in like, Friends, it's just like, Chandler's really funny, and nobody <laughs> finds him hilarious at all so um but yeah i don't know that's about it we can move on into tagline takedown assemble your taglines boys okay we're gonna hit this going so basically what happens is we all picked a couple taglines we're going to try and guess what they are uh the one of us will read a tagline that we selected the other two will try to guess what movie it is if we can't guess then we are given a year and Mm -hmm. if we can't guess after that then we give up but we basically award points depending on who wins what, and this is really poorly done because we all picked about five, and we could all tie, but that's okay. <laughs> so, tagline takedown, uh, Tim. Okay. Number one. So, I go and then you guys guess, right? Yep. Okay. The only thing getting blown tonight is their cover. <laughs> hmm. Is it stakeout? Ooh. Is it white chicks? Ooh, no. No to both. <laughs> Is it another stakeout? <laughs> <laughs> no. The only thing getting blown tonight is their cover. 
know. It's very in line with the humor of the movie. And it is a comedy. Yeah. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything. <laughs> that, that'd be beautiful. Um, it's hmm. not the naked gun. I'm trying to think of somebody being undercover. Is it Big Mama's house? No. Nope. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Wish. Undercover I'm... brother? Uh, nope. Pootie Tang? Nope. I don't know if there's an undercover cop in that movie. Underclassman? <laughs> <laughs> I know the tagline, too. That's what's annoying. It's a really good tagline. I like it a lot. God. Do you want a year? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Hmm. You're not part of the podcast, Rick. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. Rick, the answer so <laughs> If we can't guess it, then Rick gets it. Then Rick gets to jump in. Yeah. First to me. I, Willie's, Willie's good. Willie's, Willie's very good. No offense, Alex. No, I'm not very But Willie's very good at... Uh, no, he's very good at doing the um like reasoning it out. And like he giving you clues. He does like the game show thing too where uh, he repeats yeah. the only thing getting blown tonight <laughs> is their cover. <laughs> hmm. I have no idea. All right, give me the 2012. <laughs> oh. <I know> <laughs> <laughs> oh, 21 Jump Street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice. Very good. All right, Nick, number 1. Uh the only thing to get blown to... Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. No, um... If you want a job done well, hire a professional. Is it Leon? <laughs> it is. Nice. Oh, beautiful. Okay, uh, my number one. The most astonishing adventure in the universe begins when the world ends. After Earth? No. Oh. That's kind of a good guess. Armageddon? Nope. Also a good guess. Deep Impact? No. 2012? No. The Day After sense. Tomorrow? Nope. Explorers? <laughs> <laughs> Lucas? You guys, you guys are kind of in a... In a, in a different genre? A little bit. Um, uh-huh. Wally? No? That's a good guess. The most astonishing adventure in the universe begins when the world ends. John Carter. No, that's a good one. Willie Willie did John Carter a couple okay. episodes ago. Oh, did he? Yeah, and I didn't get it. I was very disappointed. <laughs> Not the world's end. No. That'd be a dumb one for the world's end. You're getting closer. Okay. Attack the block. No. You guys, want a year? <clears throat> The most astonishing adventure in the universe begins when the world ends. It's not Interstellar, is it? No. Can you do an upcoming movie? I, I Quick thought sidebar. about it. Okay. I, th- I thought about it. So I, I, you know. End sidebar. Okay. We'll just have to. We should state it at the beginning of the game if we. Oblivion. Were going to. Nope. Damn. I think I know this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what a year? Yeah. Sure. Two thousand five. Pretty sure I might. <laughs> it's not Shaun of the Dead, is it? Nope. The most astonishing adventure in the universe begins when the world ends. Oh, in the universe. The wheels are turning. I can see it. <laughs> Harry Potter 5. <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. That's a good stab. <laughs> Uh, I am legend? No. No. No, that's not an astonishing adventure. uh, (laughs) Unless you call watching Shrek. Yeah, I mean, you're not. I would pick an I am legend tagline, but I didn't today. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Nick, anything? Gonna throw it to Rick? (laughs) Two nothing, nothing. I've washed my hands of this. All right. <clears throat> I don't want to give up. Nick, you get ten seconds. <laughs> Silence is good for the podcast. Is it timer? No. All right. Children of Men? No. Rick? The Checkers Guide of the Galaxy. Yes. Ah. Are you reading it off of my phone? No. Okay, good. Good I'm guess. Not, I'm not Googling it. I think he's Googling over there. Two to one to zero to zero. Okay. All right, Tim, you're number gonna, two. You're going to think this one is hard, but it's not. 
Is that the tagline? <laughs> it is. Oh, but it kind of has something to do with it. It's, Great things come in bears. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> nope. Uh, this is my favorite one. Is it? Is it Brother Bear? Ooh, no. <laughs> oh, that would be so- Is it Grizzly Man? <laughs> Super Troopers? Oh, great things come in bears. Is it the Winnie the Pooh movie? No. Is there like a pair of bears? Are you sure it's not Brother Bear? <laughs> Positive it's not Brother Bear. <laughs> Two brothers? Is that about tigers? <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking you were saying uh, four brothers. <laughs> it's <a> four brothers. <laughs> uh, great things come in bears. It's like a really weird part of it. It's really Disney, stupid. Disney Bears movie. <laughs> it's really stupid. I mean, is it the the bad news bears? No. See, but that would kind of fit because it's kind of, it's a cum joke. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't fit this movie. Come joke. There are no come jokes in this movie. Oh, I've, Kumar. I've seen it. Too. I've seen it. I can confirm <laughs> a lack of come jokes. Things come. Man, I really sound. Twenty year. Two thousand ten. Twenty ten. Great things come in bears. There's a pair of bears involved. Yeah. There's gotta be. Mm. Nick, pairs of bears. Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> Golden compass. <laughs> I just trying to think of all the movies with I, 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 I'm actually I can't you guys are on the right track I can't believe you're not getting it honestly Berenstain Bears did they make a bear well they made all they of should. those they made that one bear though. is it the country bears the country bears no it's not that one but with Christopher Walken <laughs> <laughs> Rick, you got any guesses? Great things come in bears. Google Rick. it, Rick, like you've been doing already. Right. <laughs> I don't know this one. Uh, 2010, eh? I'm yeah. guessing it's animated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be animated. I don't know what animated Ice Age, Madagascar. Madagascar 1, 2, 3, 4. <laughs> I can't believe this. Are we ready? Madagascar 2. No. No, no, no. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. I want to give you one. I want to give one big hit. Is that all right? Sure. Can I give you a star? All right. Justin Timberlake. Yogi Bear. Oh man! <laughs> now I know why we didn't That's, think of it. There's no one saw it. <laughs> it's so funny to me though that they hired Justin Timberlake to play Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Like, all right. Like, could he just hire a voice actor? Gotta get the star Justin Timberlake to do Boo Boo. Well, he really inflated the box office. Noted <laughs> movie, film, and television actor. <laughs> Timbill. All right, Nick, <laughs> number two. Oh, okay. It must be found. That's it? That's it? It must be found. It must be found. Is it Transformers? Referring to the Allspark. No. Is it Raiders of the Lost Ark? No. That wasn't, that's bad. This is a, this is a, uh, I bet you've both seen this movie. Okay. You bet. <laughs> I bet. Alex, I never know with you. Probably incorrect in that case. I think you have, though. Hmm. It must be found. Thinking like lost and found, kind of like. Movies where things are found. Yeah. Where it kind must be found. Not things. One thing. It. 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 Is it it? it? No. No. What is it? It must be found. <laughs> That'd be an amazing tagline for it. It must be killed. Uh, it must be found. It's a found footage movie. I, don't I have I have a those. little hint that okay. that if you're creative, uh, might help. <laughs> so really, it just attracts. No, more. no, no. It's 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 pretty. It's somewhat, somewhat telling. Uh, in the word "must" in the tagline, the "s" is actually the number five. So it's like it ma five t b. Okay. Is it the final destination? No. Five. There's a five involved. Mm-hmm. Is it Short Circuit starring Johnny Five? <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual fifth of a movie. Is it V, the series? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> is it Empire Strikes Back? 
We must find the Empire. It must be found. We must find the Rebels. I think it's Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Alex has been hilariously close so far. <laughs> he, he almost said it. I almost said it. <laughs> what? You ready for a year? Yeah. Yeah. 97. Fifth element. I. Oh, damn. Okay, good, good. I, I've been embarrassing myself. I'm not even on the board, so... I've got three... I don't think I've scored it. I've got three. Tim's got one. Rick's got one. So, all right. Three episodes. Um, man, we're running, running low on time here for this one. All right. right, We'll speed round it. We're not your classic heroes. We're the other guys. The other guys. No. Mystery men? That is correct. Nick is on the board. Good tag. Woo! Good job. Okay. Tim. I'm going to try to pick one of the... Okay, I had a couple funny ones, but we'll see. Oh, I want to do this one. All right. This is another one. You can't handle the tooth. The tooth fairy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. I remember that when I opened the DVD at the video store. I went, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Dwayne, what you done? All right, Nick, number three. Isn't it your turn? Oh, you just did the one I got. Yeah. That's right. Um... He must protect our only hope. Mm. Children of Ben. Right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Have we done that one before? Because I think I may have done that the first episode we did. I don't know. Either way, whatever. <laughs> um, stop dreaming. Start living. Lost in translation? No, not lost in translation. Yeah. Um, fuck. Internal sunshine? No. Internal sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> so those are good. Uh, good guesses. I don't know what Internal Sunshine is, but I want to watch it. <laughs> Sun Incept is it Inception? No. Yeah. Waking Life? Nope. Stop Stop Dreaming, Start Living? Yep. Uh, Walter Mitty? That is correct. Ah, damn. It was right in the back of my head. Okay. Good job. So three to two to two to one. Okay. I'll start this get, one. Get in the game, Rick. I do that one. When a girl has a heart of stone, there's only one way to melt it. Just add ice. Cool as ice. Oh. <laughs> oh god, that's so good. I got that before Rick did. <laughs> mm. Alright, Nick, number Today four. Was a good day. <laughs> um hang on it. Part of the okay. Touch darkness and darkness touches you back. Pitch black? <laughs> no, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong? <laughs> right. <laughs> Wrong but better than the actual answer. Touch darkness and darkness touches you back. I'm rolling the dice on this one. Spawn? No. <laughs> I really want to rewatch that, by the way. Spawn? <laughs> yeah, Tim, if you want to watch Spawn with me. All right. <laughs> yeah. Tim's down. Just what everybody wants to hear. Candyman. <sighs> no. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Touch, dar- touch darkness, and it touches you back. Darkness falls. Um... All three of us have seen this. All four of us have seen this. Okay. Have we have we done it on the podcast? I don't know if I should reveal that. <laughs> <laughs> so so yes. <laughs> oh. It's not Riddick. No. No. I liked Riddick a lot though. <laughs> I want to buy that set. <laughs> Maybe on Black Friday this year. Oh, we're running low on time. Hmm. I'll give you a year. We basically have a year, right? Maybe not. What's the year? 2014. 2014. This year. This year. We've oh, done is it. it True Detective? It is. Oh. Ah. Alright. Alright. I wasn't thinking TV show. We're mixing but... formats a little bit, so I know that <laughs> so was I like, I like it. It's basically an eight-hour film, though. All right. I don't really care about any more of mine. Does anybody else have one that they really want to do? Um, no, not really. No? I have one. Okay. All right, Nick. This little piggy went to town. Babe, pig in the city. Mm, but, <laughs> but right again, kind of. This little piggy went to town. What? <laughs> <laughs> Years? Yeah, let's crank them out because I'm. Let's get a hint. 
Hint. Um, now let's get a year. 2014. <laughs> uh, let's still take Is it filth? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you pulled the Alex. You pulled the Alex. Oh, man. Someone's got to segue this. All right. Well, that brings us to our, uh, our review of John S. Baird's filth. Uh, this movie stars James McAvoy, Jamie Bell, Eddie Marsan, and a bunch of other... Imogen Gay Poots. <laughs> Imogen, yes, Imogen Gay Poots is her full name. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, was that covered on the Need for Speed podcast? No. Okay. That was her covered name on... name is really gay. That was... Okay. That, that was covered on the, uh, on the couch here when we watched the show. Okay. Um, so, IMDb synopsis is... A corrupt cop man- manipulates and hallucinates his way through a bid to secure promotion and win back his wife and daughter. Um, so yeah, we didn't, I couldn't muster up, nobody cared to see, I didn't care to see A Million Ways to Die in the West, and I did it anyway, because I was promised Back to the Future. And, um, <laughs> none of us really cared about Maleficent, so we figured we'd go with something that was a little, you know, a yeah. little lesser known, and also anybody, if you have access to Amazon Instant, you can probably go check out this movie, depending on what uh, region you're in, maybe. It's nice, I mean, we're getting into the meat of summer, so it's nice to take a break. Yeah. I'm a big. Yeah. So, um, this was a cool experience for me, too, because I've actually, I've never ordered a movie, I've never paid to, like, watch a movie in my own home before, like, aside from renting a video in the store and transporting it home, and, like, or buying a movie. Really? I've never, I've actually never been, like, click, never order. Never like, the Amazon rental or never. Xbox really? or PlayStation. Ever. <laughs> so, this was a oh, maiden man. voyage for me. Welcome. Very nice. That's why I was really weird about it, like, doing it. I was kind of like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> No, but it was it was cool. It was cool. I actually could see myself spending a lot more money this way now. So yeah. it's kind of bad in a way because I was yeah. as I was clicking through Prime, I was like, oh, there's a lot of movies that are not playing locally that I want to see, like Blood Ties. Yeah, that's that's the thing is that it, Amazon's really cool, and even Netflix sometimes they get some movies that get limited releases. They kind of show up on these services before we can either see them, uh, you know, at a theater or we can even buy them. So it's. I like that. And iTunes, too. iTunes has... Yeah. If, I, if I've got the choice, I like to go to a theater just because I know how I am. And I yeah. like to be strapped in. Yeah, totally. yeah. me too. And yeah. I was worried about that, actually. I was thinking about the whole, the overall experience. And mm-hmm. uh, it felt... Uh, this sounds dumb because it's, like, similar, but it felt like a waste of money. I was, like, spending $7 to sit on my couch and watch yeah. a movie. Like, like <clears throat> I'm used to paying, like, 10 11 and going somewhere else. But right. Not no. to mention, both of us got to see it for the price of that $7. That's true. So, so that's true. You know. Well, Perhaps. dating advice from the Midwest Film Nerds podcast yes. like saving you money, and you probably got a better chance at fingering somebody. <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that out. No way. Even if you're a lady, too. Order in some Chinese food, order in the girl to come over, say, let's eat at my place, let's watch a movie. We can see this movie that's out in theaters. What? At home? Check it out. It's Amazon. <laughs> Alright, so back on to the rails. Filth, uh, our second James speaking McAvoy. <laughs> yeah, speaking of filth, our second James McAvoy film in uh, two weeks, in that many weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I had no, I didn't know anything about this movie going into it. I don't know if any of us really did. I had seen things, but not. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. The Nick, title intrigued me, yeah. Nick, do you want to begin with thoughts on filth? Thoughts on filth. Um, Thoughts. Thoughts. I, you mean what I what I felt about it? Yeah. Um. I kind of enjoyed it because it was just very. It was different. It, it started off really like like a well worn path in terms of movies coming from the British Isles, but mm-hmm. um, but then it, it it kind of started to get more interesting like midway through, I think, and then it got real crazy yeah. and initially kind of turned me off, but. The more I thought about it in like in the the days after, the more I kind of I, I appreciated it for that because I mean, I don't know if it's just me or I mean it, yeah duh, it must just be me. Like there we've seen we see movies like Godzilla and stuff and they're really they're really fun to see and the discussion is always fun. But I don't like think about them for a few days after like trying to yeah. digest them and like apply 
myself to it and like what I been drawing on other movies to kind of reason out what I liked about it and didn't like it just a lot of stuff like that isn't challenging and so I know that's you know movies are kind of the ultimate subjective medium where some people don't want that ever literally ever and some people do and uh, they want only that but I like kind of having movies like that once in a while where they kind of challenge me to, to actually think about it and reason out well why didn't I like it or why did I like it and uh, ended up maybe sort of talking yourself into one or the other but uh, everybody in it's really good. There's a lot of really good performances. McAvoy is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a role that I don't think I've seen him in before, or something like that, where he's just really scummy and like just kind of a just total jerk across the board. It's very, very reminiscent of several movies. And as I was telling Tim before we walked in, I said in the first 15 minutes of me and Alex watching it, I was like, "This is a lot like Lair Cake." Have you seen Lair Cake? No. This is a lot like rock and roll. Have you seen that? No. Well, now it feels a lot like in Bruges. Have you seen that? No. And like, so I'm curious to see what you think about it because it feels like it uh, pulled a lot of influence, and especially Train Spotting. Yeah. But it was direct, written and directed by the guy who wrote Train Spotting, and it has that definitely that stink about it of just kind of grody Scotland, <laughs> and like right. the kind of dirty side of Scotland, and um, so that it was interesting. It feels like it's borrowed a lot from that kind of English aesthetic. Um, <clears throat> but everybody in it's good. The the writing is, I guess it's good and bad at times. It's like I guess overall it's pretty interesting. Um, I guess uh, I don't know to try to keep it brief or wrap up the non spoiler thoughts. I guess I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say see it <laughs> unless you like those movies and mm-hmm. then you'll probably like it. So if you kind of like those kind of English kind of dirty somewhat crime it's not it's not quite guy Ritchie. like that's a little different that's a little cleaner mm-hmm. i dare say even there's a lot of swears it's uh this is way like it's a little more mainstream yeah and 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 more fun to watch because yeah. the editing style is so interesting it's like an edgar wright movie where it's mm-hmm. just like kutsky but this but movie <clears throat> this movie is uh this movie has has flashes of it in the way the train spotting did but in similarly to train spotting even the movie shifts tone a lot because train spotting like starts out fun and then it gets really heavy and then it kind of swings back to like hopeful and like just it, train spotting is all over the place too. Yeah. But um, anyway, I think overall I liked it. I don't know if I would watch it again in a hurry, but I, I'm I'm much more satisfied with seeing that I think than I would have been with Maleficent or A Million Ways to Die in the West because it it made me think about it for a couple days afterwards. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Tim. No, the, I mean I, I'm pretty much kind of in the same boat. I I liked it. Um, and I liked actually the second half of it better than the first half of it. The first half is just really well-worn territory at this point. Like it, it's pretty much any nineties kind of movie like that. I mean, any Tarantino rip off to, and you just kind of throw them in there. And if you've seen those, I would recommend this because you might like it if you like those, but I might recommend it more if you haven't seen those, just because the entire time I was doing the same thing. I was like, this reminds me of Layer Cake, this reminds me of Trainspotting, and then I'm like, those movies are kind of better. Yeah. <laughs> so it reminded me, but not maybe in a good way sometimes. Okay. Um, I liked it overall. I thought all the performances were really good. Um, McAvoy's great. His buddy, well, his buddy, his... Jamie kind Bell. of his patsy. I was thinking more of um, Eddie Marson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was... Jamie Bell kind of sucks in it, actually. <laughs> I forgot to say that. Um, he feels out of place. The the novel thing was kind of... you can. It feels to me like it was based on a novel because there are parts that he leaves in, I think, from the novel that should have been taken out, and that comes in the second half. And I think there's a big and spoiler of it in the second half that I could have completely done without. But I think it's probably, in the end, maybe a better collection of individual scenes because there are scenes that are just so dark and hilarious and scummy to me that I I loved. And then I don't know if it ever comes together. And there's a couple scenes towards the end that just get devastating. <laughs> like, there was one scene in particular we'll get into that I just, I was like, oh, this is, oh, I can't even watch this. Uh, I just felt so bad. It turns into, and that's the other thing, is it turns into, the second half of it kind of turns into leaving Las Vegas a little, like the <laughs> Nicolas Cage movie. And and I'm leaving Las Vegas a movie that I, I shouldn't say I love, but it's a movie that's incredibly hard for me to watch. Mm. And that's what this felt like in the second half of the movie. And I, 
I don't know. I, I guess I would recommend it, but yeah, you have to be in the right mindset and you kind of have to have an affinity for these type of movies to begin with, probably. So It's really it's really all over the place. Yeah. I think if it had known if it had established right out of the gate what it what kind of tone it wanted to set, it would have gone over smoother. But it's a really rocky ride. And I think another maybe I don't know maybe another pass at trimming some of the novel out of it would have helped in focusing more on certain things and less on a certain subplot. So okay, um, yeah. As somebody who hasn't seen a lot of a lot of those movies, I I feel as though there's a language in this movie that I enjoyed, like language in the sense of how it's portrayed on screen and just certain things about it that I know are, as you've said, are things that you'd see in movies like Layer Cake and, and Guy Ritchie stuff and things like that. So it's not, I'm, I'm certainly not, uh, not opposed to any of that, but I think this movie really left me wanting a neater bow in the end. Like I really wanted it to come together because it's cool when you get crazy. Like if you start off, you know, somewhat, uh, somewhat wacky and then you go into just full blown crazy I want you to come back in the end and just be like this is why you were on that journey and I don't think it quite comes to that point it doesn't quite tie back in it's like if I tried to tie a bow on a present it wouldn't look that good and this is that movie but that being said I did like a lot of the performances uh, James, James McAvoy continues to be a very interesting actor he's taking very interesting roles it's cool to see him go from Patrick Stewart-esque uh, uh, Professor X to something like this, because they're obviously very different characters. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, in the end, it, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like it's something that I'll be like, hey, I want to give that a rewatch and see if I feel different about it in the end. Which is kind of what I want out of those movies that make you kind of think about it a little bit and make you put the pieces together. Not put the pieces together, but kind of pull you along for the ride. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, I, I kind of, like, I sussed this out a little bit in the sense of uh, source music. I remember saying to Tim about uh, Spider-Man and X-Men mm-hmm. this year that I hate source music in movies for the most part. This movie doesn't bother me at all. No, and, it, and it's, it's, I'm trying to figure out where the line I have Well, it was just is. better, it was better edited than, I mean, those are weirdly... And it's not, not only is it better edited, I think some of it has to do with, like, I want my sweeping epics to have their own distinct score, and if you're gonna put me into a universe, I want it to kind of have its own thing that it lives in, but... This, this kind of subgenre that we've been talking about, right. though, that's a hallmark of it. But right. the song selection yeah. is usually also way better, which is, I think, a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind source music at all if it's just, like, chosen well. Or no, for a and... reason other than this song is popular. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, I yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I yeah. suppose that's the big, like, you know, Philip Phillips' home being in Spider-Man was just strange. And X-Men, I understand, and it was good, and it, and it turned out okay, but... there, are, I mean, there are some really noteworthy... Source music uses, I think, that are always really, really, really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. Tar- uh, Transpotting has a few of them. Yeah. Actually. And any Tarantino movie, I'm totally okay. Tarantino's sure. really good at it, yeah. too. And one of my favorite ones still is in Ocean's Eleven, when there's four seconds of Take My Breath Away, <laughs> just to punctuate a joke for no reason. It just fits perfectly. It's amazing. And I always cite that as, like, the best use of source music ever. It's literally just the line, Take My Breath Away. It's so good. <laughs> but, and thus end our... Our yeah. Conversation about Let's source talk. music. <laughs> um, so I think we'll take a very quick little break and we'll get right into spoiler Terry for this movie. I, yeah, I, I would say in the end I don't necessarily recommend it, but I think if you like watch a trailer, I don't know, I don't know what the trailers are like if they give anything away, Maybe. but if this is, if this seems like something that you'd be interested in, if you like James McAvoy, if you were a fan of Train Spotting, if you know these kinds of movies, then maybe check it out. All right, it's on uh, Amazon Instant Video. I'm sure it'll spread out to more places. It'll probably be in theaters in some some areas. Probably not too big, but, you know, a typical limited release. So, uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be right back in spoiler territory. Bill. Alright, here we are in spoiler territory for Filth. Sorry, I say all right all the time. What do you guys think? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the cross-dressing thing doesn't That's make what I a lot of sense. That's what I wanted to talk about. I mean, it makes... I, uh, it's not that it doesn't I make liked sense. the rationale for it. 
Yeah. I liked the the one line that was like that explained it. Because initially, even while I was watching him do yeah. it, I was like, what the why? I guess I my problem with it is because it comes the reveal comes in the second half of the movie. In the second half of the it movie, comes in like the final act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a blind side. Yeah. But my then that's that's my problem with it. In is it's such 100%. a it's such a shock for shock it, it felt so like blatant shock move that what the movie seems to be trying to say in the second half of the movie is like shock for shock's sake is bullshit and like just being a dick all the time is no good for anybody if you've got nobody that cares about you like right. that's kind of what it's going for mm-hmm. and then to just throw in something that's shock for shock's sake kind of and that's part of the reason probably why I didn't think it maybe didn't come together for you yeah is because like it doesn't it, it felt like something that and I read a little bit about it but Someone said it came across better in the novel. Okay. Because, and there's there's different ways that they... There might be more foreshadowing to it. They tell the story in different ways in the novel, too. Mm. And I don't know if they tell it from the character's point of view. I don't know how they do it, but they tell it differently in the novel. And it doesn't come across. And it feels like something he just left in the movie because mm. it was in the novel and he thought it worked. And I think it kind of hurts the message of the movie. Totally. For sure. Yeah. yeah so well, Even worse than that, though, is the actual ending. The, right. the the very 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 ending is so stupid. <laughs> it's just it's just plain stupid. Like the, the cross the 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 cross dressing thing. Like there's a reason for it, and it's and it's explained, and I get it. It's mm-hmm. really clumsily done, but I actually kind of liked it once I realized what the reason was. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. But there should have been more foreshadowing. It should have been much more elegantly told. Otherwise, take it out of the movie. Yeah. But I loved the. The weird uh, intermissions of his wife just talking directly to the camera about him, like in the third person, <clears throat> was so cool. Yeah. And throughout the whole movie, I kept going, these are really awesome and bizarre, and I really want to know what it's all leading up to. And uh, so that was neat. There, you know, that was kind of in there. But there, the, the fact that there was no, I mean, at least not that we detected. I mean, maybe a rewatch would reveal some little subtle things, but I really don't think there's anything in there. And I think part of my dissatisfaction with it, too, is that I feel like the death of his brother like they there were two very distinct things about what have affected him into becoming the person who he is and they don't they don't coincide very much it's like his brother died and his wife has left him and i think the movie kind of portrays the two as being somewhat more like i thought it was his son at first that was kind of i thought so too well i think that was kind of part i think that was kind of the idea they wanted you to think it was like wonder who it is to him yeah, right. but I wish that in the end, like it kind, of, those two things were a little bit more uh, cohesive in how they shaped him and what and and like like really for the movie to kind of show what the point of him dealing with these. Well, that, like that's the problem is that the movie it sh- it shows that those two events are obviously monumentally important to him because mm-hmm. they've turned him into this broken like insane person. Yeah. But the movie spends too much time having fun with like the swagger of him and like <clears throat> the oh this guy's this guy's off the cuff loose cannon like, <laughs> yeah. watch out he's a master manipulator and like pick one yeah either pick the pick that movie which would have been fun to watch for sure it was fun watching him set up the pins and try to knock him down that yeah. was very like the opening is very like very train spotty and, and layer cakey and um <clears throat> but then I the story of this like kind of broken twisted psychotic guy is really cool too. And you can't have both. Yeah. You can't have I, your layer cake. Yeah. Rip off. <laughs> you need to pick one. I guess you I... You can't have your trains... Sp- no. I, I'm not sure how successful it is. I liked that it did, tried for it, though. Um, and I know... I like that it went for it like that. But, I, yeah, I don't know if it came together well. I think it's the right move. I'm uh, enjoying this discussion more than But I the mean. ending. The ending, the ending, the ending. The ending is so stupid. I, it's just the most bullshit. Like, I thought it was really I, like hashtag YOLO like <laughs> ending. It's so stupid. I was like, the fuck, man! You just spent like because there was a really heavy scene where he finally breaks down. Yeah. in front of Imogen Poots, mm-hmm. and it was that, awesome. That one's good. And then there's that scene in the grocery store that destroyed me. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. And those were great. And I was like, <laughs> finally, because that's what people want to see is we beneath every like cocky self-assured asshole there's always that like that se- that sensitive like hurt guy person inside. who put up those walls yes and maybe that's what I and it's cool yet. watching even after the, cro- the cross-dressing I was like wow this is really bizarre but that one the one line of I just wanted to keep her near me was cool and just sad and I was like fuck like I feel bad for this guy and I thought the movie was going to end there and the fact there was a little epilogue almost I was like hmm and I was open to it and then the scene in the grocery store finally where everything made sense oh. I was like woof <laughs> and then there's the, the the lady who he showed compassion to. Yeah. 
and and for once dropped the wall and just tried to help somebody and so she likes him for that and there's this little kid and there's a chance of like maybe some happiness continuing even though I was thinking there's no way because he's clearly way too insane to like be any good for these people he'll like just be standing above them smothered in ketchup one time in the middle of the night and yeah. just like freaking them out but there was a chance there and then them showing up at the ending and like it was it was cliched a little bit you know we're going for the suicide and then at the last second, here they are. Like, I, I don't, but I wanted it though. Yeah, because I was like, I actually kind of want. The, I understand this character is hurt now, and uh, he's totally nuts and whatever. But I kind of just wanted. But the stupid look at the camera and go, same rules apply. And it's like, and then yeah. the, the terrible animation over the credits. Did you? Watch oh, see, that? I liked the animation. <laughs> did you really? I just thought it was. I thought it was really kind of darkly funny in that weird, like, I don't know, like. 90s alternative way. Like, it was just, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like this weird, like, juxtaposition of all I think these... I would have liked it in a movie it that felt like that... the Jane's Addiction. <laughs> I liked it. I, I can see where someone might. But... If, the, if the movie had played it that way the whole time, I would have liked it. Right. But the fact that we almost got this kind of satisfying no, that's a good point. movie ending with, like, kind of a drama ending and started off as kind of a comedy, maybe, like, a little bit of a dare I say it, a character arc in this movie. It maybe, But the ending, it was just, all of a sudden, it was just really, it was just too much weird all of a sudden. And I was like, eh. <laughs> it do, And it does kind of differ. It, I guess it just kind of fit with me for a Scottish sense of humor, too. It, it was, the whole movie is pretty, very, very, very dark and, yeah, it's a ton of dark humor. Um, So it didn't bother me. I was going to go somewhere. Alex, do you have anything else to say? Because I... Uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought Not there. too much. I can't wait for Filth 2 when he's just in hell and <laughs> playing the game again. The game. Yeah, and there were there were lots of kind of, I think, half-baked attempts at trying to create new kind of catchphrases and, and things like that. Like in train spotting, people always think, like, choose life is like the, mm-hmm. there's the monologues that choose life, you know. And that kind of is part of, when you hear that, you think of that movie. In this movie, there were a lot of attempts at, like, the same rules apply and the game... And all that kind of stuff, but it never. And that's a problem with. The, that, it never came to full boil for me. Like it was always just. And that's, yeah, a, that's an artifact of the book, probably. That too, and I was going to say that's a problem with this kind of movie at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is it's always going to come off as just a copy of one of those movies. I mean, it's always going to feel artificial like that. So, um, and the other problem I think is, and this is another movie where it's kind of fun to watch bad characters do bad things. If they're mm. funny about it, <laughs> like I, he was kind of he's he's kind of funny this whole thing. There's that there's that photocopying scene, yeah, in yep. the movie that it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, and him uh, taking acid and dropping it yes. in, in Eddie Marson. That was funny, and then it got really dark and scary for yeah. a minute. And I was like, ooh, now I'm watching Easy Rider, but in, <laughs> in, in Scotland, like that. And the, and the way they switched formats there to make it look like real grainy and and everything was was interesting. And it was, have you ever seen Easy Rider? Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like when they when they finally make it to New Orleans, right. and all of a sudden everything just goes crazy, <laughs> like drug induced. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. watching the movie, just like, oh, <laughs> like it's, that's exactly the way I felt. Oh, we have to talk about Jim Broadbent. Oh, okay. God, yes. Jim Broadbent's amazing. <laughs> in the in the 2001 room. Yes. What did the gigantic you guys think of? head. Yes, with the giant <laughs> head and the and the weird hair and just because when they initially cast him in the one scene where he's like his therapist, I was like, is that like, oh, cool. cast Jim Broadbent from yeah. that. All right, and then I. <laughs> <laughs> it was I, <laughs> no, those scenes are really funny. Yeah. yeah, they are, and they're interesting, and they they seem to serve a purpose. Uh huh. That's like that's that's basically that's James McAvoy's character like <laughs> trying to learn about himself a yeah. little bit. Is or that his doctor? brain? His brain is finally broken down so hardcore that he just recesses into himself. Yeah. I wonder if those moments are happening while he's roaming around in drag, because he doesn't seem to be aware. He doesn't know who he is when he's doing that. No, that's yeah. an interesting take. I didn't get it. I just kind of got it as kind of on its on the face of it. Just inside of his head or him trying to deal with it but that's an interesting take I don't know yeah I'm gonna go with that I like that idea <laughs> but yeah you're right I'm probably never gonna watch it again so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not a, it's not a classic is not born but no it does feel like I remember reading because <clears throat> I wasn't even I didn't even know it was a movie until you said something about it Alex yeah. and I was like I looked up a Rotten Tomatoes right, and let's go, do it's that. got a decent review and I saw the I like the poster a lot mm. and uh 
And I like, you know, McAvoy, obviously, but I read, I read one review that said something along the lines of it, it will, it may come across to you as it did to me of like, it feels like the scraps left over by Danny Boyle type of thing. It feels very much like it's trying to continue where he left off. And I can, I totally get that. Yeah. No, I, I think I read that too. And it's, I kind of agree with it. I mean, it. I'm almost curious. That's the thing about the movie, though, is that... I guess there are worse scraps to be had. But. <laughs> yeah. Could be the scraps of Robert Rodriguez right. or Michael Bay. I, it, I, I'm curious to, like, almost... I almost want to read the book now. Right, I kind of do, too. Just so I yeah. can see whether I should like the movie more or hate it more. Right. Like, I don't like this awkward... I only like, read a couple... Limbo. Yeah, I only read a couple comments from people who have read the book. I don't know how popular of a book it is, but... um. And they didn't. They didn't seem to hate it, but they seemed to say that. It, I mean, it's your typical. They left stuff out in the movie that yeah, was in the right. book, and it might be one of those books that's just really, really hard to translate to the screen. Yeah, I mean, there are certain books. Do we know if it's the same author of Transpotting? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. I yeah. almost think it would have been better served to have been adapted by somebody who wasn't going to ape that same style. Then. Right, like it might have been a better. It may have been a better movie if it hadn't been by the same guy who was like, I'm going to direct it the way Danny directed mm. the one we did yeah. 20 years ago. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Is that it? I think that's good. Is that it for our spoilery thoughts? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. I think so. Oh, oh, the last thing. The shots of the pig face in the mirrors was always fucking terrifying. <laughs> like, it scared the shit out of me the first time. I was like, I, I literally jumped. I was like, whoa. And they always freaked me out. So that was well done. Yeah. That was well done. And and it just, it was a good, like, combination of jump scare and, like, good editing and, like, really good makeup. And it was just, that was bizarre and cool. I liked that. No, you're I don't know what the hell it had to do with. I mean, I get it, but it was just a lie. It just had to do with the cartoon at the end of the movie. (laughs) It's it's one of those... It's one of those on the nose, like oh, it's a pig and fail things that yeah. I I think is kind of funny anyway. Yeah, and he's a cop too. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like I think it's so that's just on the nose and kind of yeah dickish no. that I like. I was intrigued by uh, which animals other people were appearing as. Yeah, um, but Jimmy I Bell is the wolf and I you know the the last thing too I didn't really dig Jimmy Bell in this he felt really out of place. It's because he's not a Scott. <laughs> no, I just I don't know I didn't really like him. Everybody else was good though. No, I think it's fair. He was... Jamie Bell just kind of felt like, a, oh, he's there. That happened a lot with a couple of the side characters, yeah. too, I thought. And that's another thing that I thought could have been helped yeah. by dropping some of the stuff, so... Alright. Uh, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Let us know what you think of the show or movies that we talk about or anything about movies, whatever. Just talk to us. We'd like to hear from you. You can also talk to us on uh, at MFN Podcast on Twitter. We got something this week... <clears throat> just to read it off here from uh, I apologize I should have had this pulled up real quick from Tokyo Tranny Boy at Tokyo Tranny Boy nice as he's known um, he said I agree or he she I don't know I don't know I agree not sure Jay Lawrence fits in Days of Future Past love the podcast though keep bringing it and then we kept talking a little bit uh, about some stuff but we can talk to you too come talk to us on Twitter it's great um Give us a call, 248-7335-MFN, 248-7335-636. You can leave us a voicemail. Uh, we can talk about it on the air. Um, I don't know. Oh, I forgot to do our summer movie wager thing. Yes. I'll insert that into the beginning of the podcast on my own time. But. Yeah, you insert that on your own time. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I don't know. Nothing. Next week, I think we're going to do Edge of Tomorrow. It's getting some pretty... I'm excited to see that. It's getting some good reviews. And I'm excited to see it, then every time I see a commercial, I'm less excited, because the yeah, American team does a terrible job This is it. one of the ones that I watched the trailer for, because I was like, I don't know how much I care about this movie, and I was like, eh. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It's at 60-something reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and it's got an 89%, so... We shall see. And the reviews I've said make it sound really interesting, so... I might go see The Fault in Our Stars, because that's an Alex movie, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, at Mr. John, thank you for our music and artwork. And uh, Kyle XY, go watch a movie. Sir.